Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Laurie Hoover is a podcast host, published author, intuitive guide, and psychic medium, Reiki master, energy healer, and ordained minister. A lifelong intuitive and a medium since 2015, Laurie is passionate about life and all she shares it with. The mission for her podcast, Wake the Fuck Up, aligns very closely with the ethical evolution, with the vision to change the lives of millions. Laurie and I could have talked all day, and in fact we did for quite some time after recording, unveiling that our synergies were even greater than we could have imagined. I hope you pick up on our passion and enthusiasm to make a difference through this conversation. Welcome, Laurie, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you, Bendy. I'm happy to be here. Now, uh, you're joining us all the way from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, So thank you for joining us. Uh, For people who have not heard of you and don't know who you are, can you tell us what you do? Sure. I am... Well, I'm an intuitive medium uh, and guide, and I also host a podcast of my own. So, excellent. So, um, so you're an intuitive medium. Can you break that down for us? Uh, what that actually means for people who don't know? Sure. Well, the mediumship part of that is essentially being able to connect with spirit. So, literally, dead people. Mm-hmm. So it's that part of it. The intuitive part, it's just more of a knowing. Um, I connect to my higher self, my whatever you want to actually call that connection. I'm not in, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not entirely sure how, what the proper terminology is, but I've just always had this, this knowingness. So I don't really know how to explain it, but um, <clears throat> I've been, I've always been kind of the grounded one in Um, the person that people came to for advice and that sort of thing. So I just, I hear things Mm -hmm. and I sense things and I can pick up messages off of say Oracle cards. Mm -hmm. So when I do readings, I do a card a day, which I post on my Instagram and Facebook and I'll do it like a little video. Here's your card. And then I also have um, a YouTube channel called Zodiac Oracle. Mm -hmm. So I pull cards weekly 
for each of the 12 zodiac signs. And I do a reading that in that way as well. So I just use the cards and then I will take whatever's on the card. And if that, if that message that's on the actual card resonates, that's what I'll give. But oftentimes it's not, it'll be something additional or something entirely different, but that's a nice jumping off point. So I just, whatever comes to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, I totally uh, resonate with that. Um, I, I have a lot of similarities to you in that I, I also get messages and uh, yeah, I, I really trust in that, that intuitive gut as well and, and really tuning into that and trusting in it as well. Um, and, and knowing you know, just to trust in those messages you get and that you know they're they're for someone. You just you just know. You don't know but you know. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah exactly. Yeah. And and you know, the whole bit with Oracle cards, I really got deep into that during the um COVID lockdown period. And so I think I've got about six packs of Oracle cards now and every day I would pull one out and I'm like, Yeah, well that totally makes sense. You know, like every, every single day was all right, yep, okay. Um so you can really make that connection every single card that you pull out. It there's there's no there's no mistakes and it's then there's no coincidence. It's all meant to be. Yeah, and Bindi, you have six decks. I have about a hundred in the yeah, I reckon you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I use them, you know. So I've got probably of those, 40 of them are really clear from the card themselves. Mm-hmm. So the, the other ones, if you have to go to the book to get the meaning of it, then it's not Mm. it's not a, an effective tool at least not for what I do because mm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste somebody's time mm. looking up the meaning of it and some of them are just odd like like you can't really yeah. glean the meaning of it from looking at the card yeah which is sad but you know mm. so I just use those to play around with for myself and then the ones that are more simpler to actually interpret that's what I use in my in my business part of it. Yeah. And I know, I know some people in terms of Oracle cards, they, they kind of think that they're a bit, you know, too woo woo and all that kind of thing. But, um, I I have to tell you a funny story. Um, during, uh, the whole COVID thing, we were locked down. Um, I've got a friend of mine who lives in uh, Savannah, Georgia, and, um, we used to message each other every day with an Oracle card and, and give each other a message. Anyway, this one day, we ended up pulling the exact same card on the opposite sides of the world with the exact same message. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. Like the odds of yep. that happening are a million to one. <laughs> and yeah, right. we were just like, oh, my gosh, look at that for synchronicity. You know, like there are no accidents, all intended. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yes, yes. And, and going back to what you said earlier about trusting that message that comes through, I'll tell you, Mm. I will never not trust it again, because the last time I ignored the red flags and I went against what my gut was telling me was, and it it just ended up being a, basically a horrific experience, one that I do not want to repeat. And so I I just won't, I Mm. won't, because I know that that guidance that I'm receiving is there to keep me safe. It's there to help me. And it's just like when you're driving somewhere, you've got the directions in mm. front of you and you know that, okay, I'm supposed to turn right at the next light. 
and something tells you, no, don't go that way, Mm. you know, go the other way. Let's take a different way around. You know, there's a reason for that. So later you find out there was a, some horrible accident or something, or, you know, whatever it is. And no, you always have to trust that. I completely agree. You know, like I drive people insane because I'll be like, I joke that I have a crystal ball and then, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, I'll say, you know, uh, have you considered this? I think that could potentially happen. And then a couple of days later, I'm like, do you remember having that conversation? (laughs) And it happens. I have a crystal ball, mm, so I get it. I bet you do. I do. So in terms of, um, you know, the the readings that you do and the connections that you have with people, can you tell us about like some kind of things that have come up for you that have like really just blown people's minds um, in in a reading? Sometimes it'll be, I'm not even in a reading. Yeah, I I was literally at a friend's house that I knew, just, just a guy that I knew from school And I was sitting there at his kitchen table with another friend from school. And all of a sudden this woman came and, and she said, dot. And I said, who's dot. And cause I, and I knew it wasn't a thing, but Mm. it was a person. I could feel that, that, that it was that. And he just like was really taken aback. And he said, Oh my God, that's my aunt who just passed. So he was really kind of weirded out by it, but it just like randomly will show up. But Um, I've told this story before, but I've got to tell it again, because it is by far to this day, the most profound experience I've ever had. And I was asked to go to do a private party. And I I didn't know any of the people that were there. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know who was going to be there other than the woman who invited me. And it ended up just being three young gals there. And so the second girl comes in and I was sitting on the floor in this woman's bedroom with all these decks of cards, you know, spread out around me. And she sits down and almost right away, her dad comes through. And so, you know, we're having a a little bit of an exchange there, but the whole time that I was communicating with her father, there was another man I could see just basically, he was kind of like leaning against the wall, just sort of waiting And so the interaction with the dad finished. And then all of a sudden this man stepped in. And as soon as he did, my head started pounding. And so I asked her, I said, you know, do you know this man? And and did he pass from some sort of a trauma to his head? And she just, she just got really quiet and she couldn't, she literally couldn't even speak. She only nodded her head. And then he did this. Mm. Like he gun. made, you know, made yeah. the finger gesture like a gun. And I, I kind of like stuck in my breath. I was like, oh my God, did he actually? And then I, I repeated the gesture, which was probably in poor taste on my part, but I didn't know mm. it was instinctual. And I just said, oh my God, did he do, you know, did he blow his brains out? And, and she said, yes. And then all of a sudden he, I, I felt this heaviness this denseness within my body and he was so remorseful and so he he, just remorseful is is really the only word that I can use to describe it and he made me feel all of these different feelings well then he would he said that 
the way that he was feeling it because he felt so bad about the way that he left and that she didn't deserve that and all of this, then he flooded my entire body with love mm. to the point where it was like overwhelming, literally brought me to tears. And he explained to me that because he felt the way that he did about what he did, that he literally was bringing a, a new man into her life. And that this was going to be somebody who was, you know, going to treat her the way that she deserved to be treated. He was going to take care of her for the rest of her life. You know, like he's, he was financially stable. He was mentally and emotionally available and, you know, that he was bringing in this, just this wonderful person to take care of her because of the way that he went out. And it was just amazing. And I, I've never had. I've never quite had anything like that before or since, um, but I've had some other really awesome ones. Oh, one thing about that too, when the whole thing was done, I said to him, I don't have any problem with you, you know, giving the message or whatever. I said, but if you ever come through again, next time you please, you do not need to make my head hurt like that because that pounding in my head lasted for two days oh, wow. and he said he said yes I did have to do that because otherwise she wouldn't have believed you mm. I thought okay mm. and then my very first uh gallery reading where I had literally a whole room full of people uh that was interesting mm. and I had this woman um it, it, she was the homeowner she's a friend of mine um her brother had recently passed well all of a sudden her entire family came in and oh my god they just it was the same kind of thing where this massive amount of emotion just flooded my body to the point where I literally had to get up and leave the room and compose myself because I was feeling all this emotion that they were feeling for her because she was like I was not I'm not meant to be the only one left because it was, it was both of her siblings and her parents. And, and I explained as they explained to me that, yes, she was mm -hmm. because she was the one who had the fortitude, I guess, to keep the family going and to do what needed to be done to heal the wounds of that entire family. Wow, that so, must have been overwhelming for you, like a whole bunch of people at yeah. once. That's it incredible. was. There were four of them at once. But then, you know, the whole the whole rest of the room mm. still had other people. They were all, I mean, there were just like <laughs> 20 of them in the room at one time. It was kind of crazy, in addition to the people that were sitting there. Mm. So. Now, now, you know, you and I were chatting offline um, and uh, I explained to you how I've had several psychic mediums on the show. Uh, and and they've read me or picked up or connected with people in 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 my life, um, but um, I want to know like when did you first learn that you had this ability and 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 how did you deal with it? Well, uh, before I actually knew for sure, I had started seeing like shadow figures, you know, it's kind of like you see something out of the corner of your eye and you turn to look and there's nothing there. Well, guess what? Mm. There actually is something there. And it started with that. But honestly, what happened was 
really bizarre. I, I met this woman, she was holding a class on meet your spirit guides at the local library. I took the class. I didn't meet anybody in the class, but I mean, I met the people, but I didn't meet any spirit guides, <laughs> but, but I did make connections with her and, and several of the other participants. And so it was probably about a year later, we had connected through Facebook. We didn't communicate a whole lot, but it was sort of like on one day, we both had this feeling that we were supposed to connect. And so we did, we reached out and we set up a time to go and just grab some lunch and whatever. And it ended up being tax day, which is April 15th, and it was 2015. And so we met for lunch and we were just having this amazing conversation all about this, this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, so much so that we ended up, we talked for hours and hours at this first location to the point that it literally brought us up to dinner time. <laughs> and we didn't really want to we didn't want to stop talking. And so we ended up going to another restaurant <laughs> and well, she said she wanted dessert initially. So we ended up going to another restaurant. We literally closed that restaurant. They had to <laughs> ask us to leave at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. But, but so we had after dinner, she said, okay. She said, my guides are telling me that I'm supposed to meet with you or to, uh, you know, work with you. And they've got, there's a line of them here for you to talk to. And I said, what are you talking about? I don't do that. And she said, yes, you do. Like all nonchalant about it. And I'm like, Mary, no, I don't, I don't, I've never done that before. And she said, well, that's what I'm going to do here. And she said, so she basically gave me some instruction. We were at a, a local big boy restaurant, which is a, just a thing here in the States. And mm. They had this placemat and it had pictures of different types of food on it. And so she said, see that egg there? <laughs> like it was egg over easy, you know, mm. see that egg there? Just focus on the yolk, you know, so that you can kind of clear your mind of the rest of the stuff. And then she just gave me a series of questions to ask in my mind. Who are you? Are you friend or family? And then if it was family, I added in are you maternal or paternal side, which side, mm -hmm. and then what's your message? And so I followed her instruction and I literally just started asking these questions in my mind. And lo and behold, I, I was getting answers. And so I told her whatever came through and almost with every single thing that I told her, she would say, I can confirm that. I can confirm that. I can confirm that. And I just was like, what in the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. What is going on? This is so bizarre. And I, and quite literally, that was it. That was essentially the start of the whole thing. And it has never, it's just never stopped since then. So yeah, for seven years, I've been doing that. I've been intuitive my whole life. I mm. just didn't know that that's what it was called. Yeah. But the mediumship piece is still, you know, seven years isn't all that long, really. Mm. But uh, yeah, that was my experience. Dinner with a friend. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, you know, I know I've, I've spoken on um, previous episodes about, you know, how my messages started to come through. And, you know, I started to realize and notice the patterns of, of when they appeared and, and all of that kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, more recently, it, it's when, um, you know, you're in that, 
it's a, it's, a, it's a brainwave state. It's almost like theta state where, um, you know, you're not actively concentrating on anything, but you're you're almost in autopilot, and and that's yeah. when the messages come through. Um, but I initially um, I used to get them when I was driving, and I realised that it was always in the same place geographically. And when I looked at it, it was right next to a cemetery, and I was like. Uh-huh. Mm, okay, I think I know what's going on here. So I would just get these random things as I would go by and I was like, what the hell's going on here? And that's, that's what right. it was. And I was like, no, right. And it's just developed more and more, you know, over the years. And now I now to the point um, from a psychic ability, like I was just saying to another psychic recently, um, that, you know, like my phone will go off and I'll be at the other end of the house and I'll know exactly who that is and what they're saying without seeing the phone. And I'm like, okay, that's a little bit scary even for me. <laughs> so, you know, sure. that, you know, when you trust in this and you just believe in it and, and let it flow, like it's incredible what you can connect if it, connect with. And it just comes to that point that we are spiritual beings in a human body. Right, mm. for sure. I've actually, for the past few days, well, I guess it's the the message has been probably the last two weeks, but for this past week, I've been feeling like there is something that is trying to come in Mm -hmm. to communicate out. And so I've been, I've been checking in with my guides. Okay. Am I meant to channel someone or a collective or something. And I honestly, I feel like that is shaping up to Mm. come into manifest manifestation somehow. And I, I have told them don't make it freaky. Don't make it weird. And please don't let it happen when I'm by myself, you Mm. know, because that, that would scare the shit out of me (laughs) basically, you know, so make it, make sure that I feel safe beforehand because I'm I am open to it if that's what's meant to happen here um I have no problem being that um but I I just want to feel safe in the in the doing of it because the thought of something using my body to Mm. communicate is a little freaky yeah and you know I totally I totally get what you get you know when you're saying there about you know things channeling through you um, I, I did a whole interview on another show, um, and I pretty much channeled the whole thing. Like I listened to it afterwards and I went, oh my God, like I, I don't remember having any conscious thought of any of those things that I said. And it just flowed effortlessly through me. And I was like, later I went, oh my God, I've never even thought that before. That's incredible. Like it was like a higher power channeled through me and answered every question for me. And I was just like, whoa. And this other psychic that I work with, he said to me, that's your grandmother and she is directing you in what you do in your podcast. And I was like, mm. wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's always with me, always. She, yes, absolutely. Because honestly, although I didn't get a message, I actually did, did get a sense that you have a grandmother energy with you. Now, is this your mom's mom? Yeah. 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 So and just the when they show up for me, they're on a certain side. Mm-hmm. And she's on she's on that side. She's on mom's side. So yeah, yeah. And quite often when when I'll be sitting here, I'll feel the glow behind me, like this this just glow of light. And I'm like, yeah, she's there. Yeah. Like you just feel mm-hmm. it, and it's just like 
you tell people and they just think you're a wacko. It's like, but seriously, it does it does happen. And um, yeah, I'm just so grateful for it to have that connection with spirit. I think it's just incredible. Yeah, I I agree. And and the I mean, even though it came about for me the way that it did, I absolutely manifested that. There's there is no doubt in my mind that I manifested it, and it's because. And I just, I was a guest on a a different podcast uh, on Monday and I told this story because I remember I was watching Teresa Caputo, which is the Long Island medium. And I I don't know the reality of what that whole show is about, but I just remember that as I watched her delivering these messages and seeing the I mean, you could literally witness the healing that was going on when mm. these people received these messages. And um, I, I thought that there was just no higher calling. You know what I mean? To be able to bring mm. peace and closure and these messages of love to people that there would, I just couldn't imagine anything better. Mm. And then, you know, here it is a few years later, all of a sudden, bam, I'm, you know, <laughs> now I'm able to do it. And I, I do need to practice it more because it doesn't, it doesn't yet flow really easily for Mm. me. Like I don't get a lot of, you know, I, it's not, it's just like, I don't feel like I can do it on demand, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And I would like to get to that point. Yeah. And, and I think it's an incredible thing when you can do that, like, and, and to just do it on demand, but it is very uh, taxing on you as, as, as a human um, to have that flowing through you, all that energy. And, and, you know, for you, um, when you're feeling what they're giving you, you know, what they experienced, um, that in itself, like you said, that, that headache went for two days. Like when you're physically manifesting what they had, that's just got to be horrific. Yeah, that was the, uh, I, I've only had that the two times, you know, where it was, where I was made to feel a certain way. Mm. Normally it's just, they appear, they give the message, whatever, you know, and sometimes it, it is just like a random thing. Like the woman's name was Dot. I mean, how many dots are there? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and, and then there was another one that was, I, I can't actually remember the name, but it was something so unusual that, and it was uh, Hispanic, I believe. And, you know, mm. I, I wouldn't have known Random. that, you know, so, and it's just, it'll be something like that where there's not actually a message per se, but that in it, in and of itself is the message, mm. you know, like this woman would, there's no way in hell this woman's going to pick this up, you know? And I didn't know the people. So, I mean, I, well, I knew the, the one guy, but I hadn't seen him since we graduated high school, which mm. let's face it, that was a long time ago, <laughs> you know. Now for you, um, no doubt you'd probably experience a lot of aha moments, you know, like um, where, where you'll get something come through and then maybe a couple of days later you can connect the dots and go, literally, ah, that's what that was about. Does that yes. happen a lot? It happens. It's kind of like it happens less and less. And and I feel like that's just because it is now more natural. Mm-hmm. It, ju- it just sort of flows like all day long, if that makes sense. Yep. So it's not like it's there aren't as many of those. It's not like a series of moments anymore. It's just a, a an all day 
you know, yeah, ongoing thing. Yeah. And so, it, but it's it does still happen. So it's almost like a layer of awareness, isn't it, that you you constantly have that you're you're awake, really. Um, and you, you're seeing and you're aware of all those things other than what's just on the surface here, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you have a tendency to see less of the surfacey stuff, mm. actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like you're just in the way that you interact with people on a day-to-day basis. It is from a deeper place. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, uh, one of the things that I do is I read energy as well. So it's like I'll see someone and I'll know what's going on with them the minute I see it. And wow. and it's hard for me to explain that to them or to other people. They're like, what are you talking about? And, like, I'll just see someone and I can I can pinpoint, you know, what their issue is straight away. And, wow. and so quite often I'll start a conversation and within minutes, yep, there it is, boom, out it comes. And I'll be like <laughs> – yeah, so I can just see from their energy what what's happening for them um, as a human. <laughs> wow, that is fantastic, Bindi. Mm. I can't even imagine having mm. a gift like that. That would be both trippy and so <laughs> cool. I mean, that would be amazing to, to be able to do that because especially if you've got people who know that there's something amiss and they can't get they can't pin it down. Mm. I mean, wow, mm. that's that's phenomenal. What a what an amazing gift to have. And you can also see people that try to hide it, like they try to block it, like they're like they're trying to keep their wall up and protect themselves. And you're like, I can still see through it, you know, like and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, no, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to tell you. And I was like, I can still see it. Just let it out. You're going to feel better. Right. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about as well that um, kind of uh, inspired me to actually reach out to you was, um, and and be f- feel free to swear on this show. Um, we're all about the cuss words; it's fine. Um, but um, I wanted to talk to you about repetitive numbers and like angel mm-hmm. numbers and that kind of thing. So, um, this is something that happens to me every damn day. Can I just tell you, every time I look at the clock, I look at an address, I look at any kind of number, there's that synergy and that, that you know, repetitive numbers. So every day it's, <laughs> I wake at 4.44 a.m. I'm like, I'd rather not. Can we not do this? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Or it's 3.33 or 2.22 or 11.11 is when you look at your watch and you're like, and and it's the eleven seconds as well, and you're like, oh yeah, oh, come on, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you, and because I'm still not well versed. Oh, sorry, my cat is here, and she keeps <laughs> trying to chew on the cord right. of the the mouse, and she's just being obnoxious because she wants treats. Right, uh, but <laughs> so the eleven eleven thing that from my understanding and this is this is directly from my guides that that was um that was and they called it the awakening code and essentially we before we incarnated sort of agreed upon that when we start seeing that number 
that that is our, that's a, our awakening code. And so it's like, okay, now a lot of people say they make a wish when they see that and, mm. and all that, which I don't, I don't know. I never really resonated with that part of it, but it's like, okay, I get it. And yes, I am awake. So when I see it now, because it's been, you know, it actually started for me in, in 2006, I think. So for me, when I see it now, that's just saying, Lori, you're not, you're not present. Mm. You're not really paying attention to what the hell's going on. Look at what are you doing right now? You know, but the other ones, it's funny. Um, the source that I use, the, the resource, I should say, to look those up happens to be uh, a woman there in Australia. Uh, Joanne Sacred Scribes is the website that I use. Mm-hmm. I don't know the, the full thing, but yep. I, I, you know, I will use that and I'll go look it up because sometimes it's not, it's not a, you know, 444 mm-hmm. or a, for me, it's 555 and you know, I thought last year was going to be just amazing because last year in numerology, it was a five year mm. and I turned 55 last year. No way. So I thought, Ooh, you know, 55 in a five year, this is going to be like a banner year. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it was shit. I mean, there was a lot going on, but nothing actually changed. But now it's the, the change is manifesting now mm. in this year. Mm. So it's, it's interesting how that works, but yeah, I use, I use that resource all the time because it's like my newest thing is I will see six, five, four, mm. three, two, one. Yeah. So it's like this countdown, mm. you know, and that's really what it feels like. It's, there's an anticipatory feeling behind it as if there is literally a countdown to something coming and I'll tell you what, Bindi, it damn well better be because, <laughs> you know, I've been waiting and that divine timing thing can just really suck. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, nearly every hour, this <laughs> it, it, it just about smacks me in the face. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I get that you're trying to nudge me and there's a message there and all right, but <laughs> does it have to be every hour? And do right. you like do you have to literally wake me up before dawn just to give me those numbers? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, yes, this number happens again later in the day. Mm-hmm. Can you show it to me then? Mm. Or even, yeah. you know, like um, when you look at a clock, how you can do the 24-hour time or the 12-hour time. Um, even when you do the 24-hour time, it'll like, so say – um, if it's if it's five five seventeen, so seventeen seventeen, it will do it that way as well. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so some people who know me and the whole angel numbers thing, because a lot of people say I'm a, a light worker and an earth angel, is whenever I see an angel number, <laughs> I'm like it's on my phone or my watch, or whatever. I'm like, angel number, <laughs> I'll just yell it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it it yeah, happens it, that often. Yes. And for the eleven eleven thing, it's hilarious that you would even say that because I have going probably back to like 2006 on my Facebook page, like people will post on my page, you know, I saw eleven eleven today, thought of you, you know, because I would always put it out there, eleven eleven again, mm. you know, or it was eleven eleven on eleven eleven or, you know, whatever like that. It's I actually it's crazy, but yeah, I actually captured my watch at um, it was eleven, 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 eleven on the eleventh of the eleventh, twenty eleven, and I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> 
Like at that moment, seriously. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. And and I I do often wonder, like I ask them, you know, Mm. why do you keep showing me this? I've got I've gotten the message a million times before. You know, I have looked it up. I understand what you're communicating to me. And so that's why when they said you're not being present, Mm. that's why. So like it it came back around not to say, you know, wake up or whatever, but 1111, because it is like an awakening thing, it can be that like that I wasn't being present, paying attention, or it can also be letting you know that you're, you're leveling up. Mm. you're about to level up yeah so hold on right well today it was two 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 and three 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 so like within the same day yeah and I was yeah and I got the five 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 right when I got on with you here yeah wow Uh, because it's early in the morning there of course yes so you (laughs) thank you so much for getting up early and uh for joining me um now tell us about your podcast my podcast, Wake the Fuck Up, mm-hmm. is designed, it's it's essentially all about connection. It's about all the different ways that we're connected. So we I have conversations like this on there with, with other intuitives and, and things like that. I work um, energy workers, uh, people who do hypnotherapy, things like that. But I also have people who, like yesterday, I interviewed someone who it was all about um, climate change and stuff like that. And I have had people, I've got things for regenerative farming, and I am in the process of getting somebody to come on to talk about, you know, cleaning up the oceans and Mm. getting the plastic and all that garbage out of the oceans. And, you know, the steps that we can take to make this world that we live in, first and foremost, to to put her first, you know, mm. to actually give a shit and take care of this beautiful planet that we have. This is it, you mm. know? And so my, my whole premise is people wake the fuck up. Look at the way that you're showing up in the world because we are ruining our beautiful home. Mm. And, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's all of that. It's anything to do with awakening, awakening to, your spiritual path or your higher purpose or whatever you want to call it. But it's also about that, the fact that everything is connected. And mm. so you think that you're not doing any harm by having this ginormous carbon footprint. Well, guess what? Yes, you are, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, people that say, you know, recycling's bullshit and this and that you're an idiot. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're an idiot, you know? my gosh and see this is where we have the synergies because you and I have very very similar missions in in our podcast and what we do and the conversations that we have and um no doubt if you've listened to some of my episodes um you'll hear me say things that will probably resonate so much with you that you know um one of the things that really um came up for me through um the pandemic was that you know what I do today impacts your tomorrow no matter where we are in the world. So you're in Detroit, I'm in Brisbane. What I do here impacts you and vice versa. We're all in the same home. We're all on the same planet. And the minute we just wake the fuck up and actually realise that this is our shared home and we are all one, like that's where the change occurs. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and the thing is that the differences between us, the perceived differences between us, and I get it, you know, we, we all look different. Mm. We all, you know, we're different colors and blah, blah, blah. And essentially it is just that blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's irrelevant. Yep. It's completely irrelevant. We are all human beings. We are all these spiritual beings having this human experience and, you know, none of the rest of it matters. It just doesn't matter. You know, you're my sister, that person's my brother, you know, we're all connected and we have to start actually looking out for each other because mm. we don't, you know, we got this fucking war going on and we've got, you know, people, people are just, they put their, they put their focus on the wrong things, mm. in my opinion. Mm. I mean, I guess technically there is no right or wrong. It's all perception, blah, blah. But, you know, you can look at some somebody the way that they're showing up and you can see, you know what, you could be doing better. Mm. <laughs> you really could be doing better. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing that I don't think I've covered on this show is that, you know, of all the you know, the hate and the judgment and all that kind of stuff that's happening in the world and the energy that's behind that. Um, you know what, if you strip all that, uh, the the surface away and we look at the spirit of everyone and everything, there is no colour. There is no, there's no, you know, sexuality. There's none of that. We're all right. one. Yes. So, And, I, and I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to be, very controversial controversial here and i'm going to say that one of the biggest things that perpetuates this separation between us is organized religion mm. it is the worst it, it's the worst and I, I i'm sorry for a lot of people that you know if that's your thing whatever um but you know i remember as a child that my father made some kind of a comment with regard to African-Americans that he would have them as um, like he would do business with them, but he would never actually have one as a friend. Mm. And I was like, what, you know, what the hell was that? And I'm going to tell you this thing. I, I'm such an asshole, Bindi. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, one of my, favorite people and I don't talk to her that much we still communicate a little bit here and there on Facebook but she was a co-worker of mine when I was working at Daimler Chrysler and um my father I knew how he felt about African-Americans blacks whatever you however you know you want to say that um I knew how he felt about that and he had come to stay with me and he also had told I have two brothers and two sisters. And he had told the five of us that if any of us were homosexual, that he would disown us. So I had a conversation with my, we called, we called each other twin because like we were like two peas in a pod, mm. you know, but she's black mm. and she was, you know, she maybe, I don't know. I think she's a few years older than me, but whatever. So we had a conversation and she was going to come over and I was going to introduce her to my dad as my, <laughs> my new lover. <laughs> Oh. And, and I said, you know, I actually thought about it and I thought, well, you know, his health, I don't know, he was having some <laughs> issues or whatever. And I thought, you know what, that would 
probably fucking kill him. So <laughs> we decided not to do it. But, you know, like I said, I can be an asshole. And I just want I just wanted to, you know, let him know that this these prejudices that you have have no basis in anything. You don't know her. She's one of the most she's the bomb. She is one of the coolest people that I've ever met. Mm. I have a, there's another black man that worked there. I called him dad. Mm. <laughs> you know, you're a fire starter, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. Yeah. But, yeah. It just grinds my gears that, you know, people get so tied up in these superficial judgments and hate that have no basis you know, and I've been on the end of it as well. And I just, like, you know, I wish them well um, because there's no point in hating them back because that does no good. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, I just, unlike you, I, I probably am not quite so so vicious. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just, I I don't like, you know, I'm, I'm an Aquarius and – as such, I, I'm a double Aquarius. My sun and moon are both Aquarius. And then my rising is Gemini, mm. another air sign. So literally, you know, as far as that goes, astrologically speaking, I'm all air, which is <laughs> insane. But I am, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a humanitarian mm. and I just... I, I just, I don't have, I have a very low tolerance for bullshit like oh, that, you I know, hear, I hear. and <laughs> all those outdated thought processes and belief systems. I mean, at what point do, do you actually step back and say, you know what, that really is a kind of fucked up way to think, mm. you know, mm. hello, <laughs> wake the fuck up people. Yeah. And you know what? I had a, I had a thought just before coming on here with you, um, I, I saw an interview with um, a, a well-known uh, musician on TV just before this. And, um, you know, what we're seeing now, right now, it's and another psychic said this to me, is we're going through a renaissance. So right now, um, post-pandemic, people are, they found what matters to a degree and now they're doing something with it. So, you know, like all these people that have been locked away they've been away creating art they've been creating music they've been changing their life or they've resigned from their job and they're going to do something that actually gives them purpose like i'm yes. seeing this wave coming through now where people are like you know what fuck this shit we're gonna do something different you know yeah Be because we and and i you know, I understand that a lot of people think that, oh, my God, this pandemic was just such a horrible thing. And I and I get it. OK, yes, there were a lot of lives lost. Mm. But at the same time, those people signed on to, you know, OK, I'm going to I'm going to take this role. You know, I mean, it wasn't like a martyrdom type of thing, but mm. they, they signed on for this, you know, that they were one of the biggest catalysts in the evolution of the, of the human species, you know, bringing this in and giving us that downtime so that we could look at what in the hell we were doing with our lives. How am I showing up? Not only for myself, but how am I showing up for the future generations? How am I showing up for my kids? Mm. What kind of world am I going to leave for them? Mm. My grandkids are going to be fucked if we don't do something, <laughs> you know? That's and it. so 
Yes, absolutely. I think that that was one of the biggest catalysts for change. And I think now here in the States, there was something leaked about um, they're looking to overturn this ruling of Roe versus Wade. And it is, it's essentially saying that, you know, giving the woman the right to choose whether or not to keep or abort Mm. uh, a pregnancy. They're looking to overturn that and to give the the well, they're going to put it in the hands of the individual states to decide the legality of that. Mm. And it's like, you know what? We've been waiting. I've been seeing, I've been having visions of a revolution for many, many years. And, and the way that they show it to me is like, if you could imagine every single person in the states converging on the White House, that's the image that I have. Mm. And it's like, okay, there was a, a moment of, a year and a half ago or something that something was going on where they thought okay this is this is your vision no it wasn't that um but if they go through with this and they overturn that i don't care if you're a democrat a democrat or republican but they're you piss off all these women and you try and take away their right to to have this especially when it's medically necessary, mm. you know, you take away their right to have this surgery. You are going to, you're going to have every fucking woman pissed off and at your front door. And it's like that, you know what, that just might be the revolution that I've been seeing coming because if they overturn this, oh my God. And you know, we can't wait for the men to step up and do something because it's the men who put this shit in place in the first place Mm. yeah and that's another thing that grinds my gears is governments having a say in uh, what we do with our bodies and also who we love and who we marry like that shit is not their job not their job no and it's none of their damn business no you know love is love Mm. bottom line love is love i don't care who you are or and i mean even one of the most profound conversations that I've had on my podcast so far happens to have happened with a trans man. And let me tell you, that was, it was just, it was so amazing. It was so amazing, Mm. you know, Mm. and I don't give a shit about any of that. Mm. You do you. And you keep your fucking nose out of my business. The the thing that the governments have forgotten, Bindi, is that they work for us. Mm. Mm. They work for us, but but, you know, they go and they do whatever the hell they want. They don't get any input from the people, their constituents. They they do whatever serves them mm-hmm. individually. And they will put shit in these bills that essentially fucks anything that was good in it. Mm-hmm. It is made. It, it's it's they turn them to shit by, you know, sneaking these things mm. in there and stuff and. They, you know, they give themselves raises, like pay raises that, you know, there's no term limits in place. And, you know, we we just need to take back our government. We mm. need to take, well, we need to just take back the world, you know, and <laughs> take back our sovereignty. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I've seen some of the bills and the, the media over there and some of the things that they're trying to get passed. And I just it just breaks my heart that this shit is going on in 2022. Like, really, yeah. as you say, yeah. wake the fuck up. This is it's like in this day and age, really, we're doing this right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I was on the phone with a friend of mine uh, yesterday. I, I knew that the whole Roe v. Wade thing, that there were some states that have what it's a, a trigger in place that mm -hmm. if this does get overturned, then something, you know, automatically gets triggered and put into place. And he told me that Michigan is one of those states. And I guess it's been in place since I think he said 1973 or something like that. And it's like, that that can't happen. And he said, well, it's going to. And I said, well, I, I get that. But then that's what's going to then trigger, you know, us to say, okay, you're you're done. <laughs> you're done here. <laughs> and then so many you know? people I speak to in the States, they're like, screw this. I'm going to move to another country. This is just insane. You know, like. <laughs> Seriously. And I mean, you know, the people <clears throat> who keep saying make America great again and da, 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 you know, really? <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, but. And, and I, and this friend of mine in Colorado, him and I have these conversations and it's like, you know, we are, we in the States, we think that we are all that, you know, <laughs> and it's not, it's not necessarily individually. It's just this thing that's perpetuated here that, you know, that we are all that. And, mm -hmm. and it's just not true. You know, we are the opposite of that. <laughs> you know, we are the consumerism here is off the fucking chain you know and we are the biggest as far as the the greenhouse gases and all of that from the the beef and and just there's so much here that is not good mm. you know it's just not good and it it's i'm well i'm just gonna say it i mean this could be treasonous but it, it's embarrassing for me mm. it's embarrassing to to have this kind of in this day and age to have this kind of mentality that you know we can continue the way that we are it's mm. just it's ludicrous well you know what we're doing our bit laurie by having these conversations and also having our podcasts uh to try and spread that collective change and change people's minds to think differently and to maybe make some different decisions um, so we are doing our bit. Um, but if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? Uh, well, my Instagram is intuitive underscore Lori. Um, on, on Facebook, I'm just an intuitive Lori, no underscore. Um, the wake the fuck, wake the fuck up podcast is actually on all the major platforms. Um, yeah. Oh, and on YouTube. Uh, my YouTube is Zodiac Oracle, if they are interested in, in checking out their reading. I've only done one so far. Yeah. One, I literally just started this. So for, I, I put it up there last Sunday. So I've only got the first week of May, but it's for all of the Zodiac signs. So Awesome. Well, I'll have to tune in for Gemini. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, look, Laurie, I'm glad I could be uh, part of the start of your day over there. Uh, today and uh, thank you so much for being a part of the ethical evolution oh it was my pleasure absolutely thank you for having me thanks for listening to the ethical evolution podcast if you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact visit ethicalchangeagency.com
Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Electric acid.